and welcome to another savvy episode of Cineblokes. I am one of your hosts, Benjamin Baker. I'm Caelan Burrows. And we uh, we haven't just come. No. Right? We, we saw uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, uh, the fifth installment in the yeah. franchise. Which, um, which makes the title completely false, because apparently they can't fucking stop telling tales. Yeah, right. They, the dead talk a lot, don't they? Yeah. Now, I'm, honestly, I'm going to say a bit too much. Yeah, too much. I think probably. they tell too many tales. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm, I, honestly, I'm kind of over the tales that they've got to tell. I'm, I'm done. Um. Yeah. So we did see this film apart. We did not see it together. Um. But we thought, you know, we've got some time. You know, might as well let you know. Yeah. Yeah. We we'll give you give you a fair warning and give you all the bits. Um, um, spoiler alert! I, we're gonna spoil it. Yeah, because you, know? you know we're not seeing it the night before it gets released in this time, so we feel that you've got ample time. You've got a couple of days before, so uh, you know. Plus, yeah, we've you've got a few really, days under your belt. We've really got to explain our feelings on certain matters, and I don't think we can it's do gonna that be without tough. talking about yeah, the plot. It's gonna be a little hard to do without you know revealing things. So, if you are worried about us spoiling things for you, turn the review off. Go see the film. Then go ahead and listen to the review. Although, yeah. that or, doesn't really help if you want to hear our thoughts yeah. before you go see it. Or, you know, yeah, just save yourself 15 bucks and don't go see it. Yeah, we'll give you all the all the rundown. Wait for it on Netflix. Yeah, that would be my advice, regardless. Yeah. I mean, unless you're just a diehard, you know, Pirates fan and uh, you haven't become disenchanted with the franchise. So let's, you know, let's talk about that because I did say, you know, we'll start here. So this is the fifth film in a franchise that has spanned back from, you know, what, almost 16 years now? Because I think the first one was 2001. It's been a long time. It's been a very long time. Um, you know, so uh, how do you fare with the, the love of the franchise overall? I've, look... I will always support Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. You know, I mean, I love him. You know, I mean, he's look, he's no Nicolas Cage, who is pound for pound our greatest American actor of well, all time. Don't, but don't think he'd be good here. But you know, I I do love him in this role, and so I will continue to go see him. But it's it's the people involved. I feel that the writers, the directors. The producers who just want to cash in on this, yeah. they're the ones ruining this franchise. The first film was lightning in a bottle. You right. know what I mean? And then they were like, oh, well, everyone loved it, so let's make two more, and let's cram as much crap in there as we yeah, can. Right. And that's what kind of ruined it. And I felt like on Stranger Tides, they sort of sort of redeemed themselves a little bit, you know? Yeah. Kind, of, kind of pulled it back more towards the original. And then this one sort of... Went off the rails right from the beginning. Now, I will say this. They tell one story. They, right. don't, they don't have yeah. the problem of At World's End, where it was like too many storylines going on. But this one story was just so forced. Yeah. I've, you know, I, I'm i a fan of the franchise. You know, I liked... Um, I loved the first one. I thought the first one was great. And like you said, yeah, it's definitely lightning in a bottle. You know, it's not something that they really thought was going to be as big as it was, you know. Yeah, obviously Disney, you know, they spend money where they know they're going to make their money back, or at least they try to. And it's honestly, it's a weird premise that, you know, they're going to base a movie off a, a ride at their theme park. But luckily they they got this great actor in Johnny Depp to play this. It, when he came out as Jack Sparrow, 
You know, that was a very original character. We'd never seen him do it before. And then, you know, as time went on, he basically just became Jack Sparrow and everything. Um, but yeah, so I, I definitely enjoyed the first one. I actually like the second one a lot more than people give it credit for. I will defend that film. Um, cause I, I actually thought it was good. I feel like the second one starts off strong. Where it, where it goes off the rails is at the end. No, I agree. The, where the film ends, and that's my biggest issue with At World's End, because it picks off, you know, right where that one leaves off, and that one leaves off in a, you know, absolute shit place. Yeah. And then it carries all of those silly stories just in a convoluted thing. I've always challenged people when they watch that film uh, to tell me who the hero is of that movie, um, because there's not one. All of them are awful people, and but whatever, this isn't a review of World's End. I bring that up to say I felt, even though they were trying to you know move it back to being a, a one story thing, uh, the the difference but the similarity if that makes sense is in World's End they tried to make all of the subplots just as important as the main plot, right? Yeah. So that's why it got really convoluted. With this one, they don't necessarily do that, but they make all the subplots have some huge meaning to well, the main one and it all feels forced it just feels like it also, shouldn't be there i was talking to one of my mates who saw it and what he said and there's a lot of you know behind what he says there's a lot of meaning in it and and truth uh but he said that it's there's no longer are we seeing jack sparrow as jack sparrow what we're seeing now is writers who are writing jack sparrow to do things they want him to do what yes. they want to see him do, not what he would actually do. That is a great analysis of that character yeah. and how films are being made around that character. No, mm. you are absolutely right. Because there was no blueprint when it comes to pirates, when it comes to the first one, and even really the second one, for, you know, for better or worse. But by the time you do get to the third and fourth and fifth one, you know, it is very much people like, oh, I'd love to see Jack Sparrow rob a bank with horses. Um, yeah. it's just, I'd, it like to rip silly. Off, I'd like to rip off the big climax of a Fast and Furious film. Oh my God. But with part, look, it, no, ladies and gentlemen, we're not making this up. The way this movie opened, uh, it took me right out of it. So here's a, a heist of a safe that they rip, uh, not out of a building. They no. tried to rip out of a building with horses, much like when they did with the cars in the Fast and the Furious. What was it? Right. Four, five? Five. And they try to do that, but instead they take the whole building with them, and there's this big chase sequence of them dragging a building made of wood through a town until it was... With the, horses. With, with horses. With it was fucking the horses. Dumbest thing. And look, I know we've, they've, they've done big spectacles, but, you know, in the second one, we did the big fight on the wheel thing, you know, but which was a bit far-fetched, that, but that was more fucking believable than yeah, this. No, it this took is... me out of it right away. Right, because um, there's no fantasy there. It's just yeah. stupid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even like you said with the wheel thing, it's still you know all right. They're skilled sword fighters and they're on an island. And okay, I buy this in this weird context. There is no context where you can convince me that six horses can carry an entire bank through a town. It's just silly. It's dumb. Yeah. And then it's just you know Jack Sparrow. Running around drunkenly, chasing yeah. his bank, and, right. that's, and they really portray him like the crew's all like, "You've lost your luck, Jack." And so that's sort of like leading in, into more of the story. And Jack, at one point, gives up his compass for a bottle of rum, which sets forth more of the shitty plot. <laughs> and it's something Jack would look. We've spent 
four films right. with him in his fucking compass, yeah. he would not just fucking give it up for no. a bottle of rum. No, and he their excuse, their excuse for this is that you know Jack's washed up. He's a drunkard, and all he cares about is getting drunk, and he can't have any success because of his bad luck. Fine. No problem. Jack has been a drunkard from the day we met yeah. him. That doesn't mean That's he's completely... He's not incompetent. He's not a moron. He's not there for one-liners only. And he would never trade his fucking compass. There's no way that's really going to happen. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah. It, it just... You know, again, the what your mate said, it, that is so true. Now that I'm, I'm recounting the film, I can see it where it's, oh, yeah, these are just people that like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if Jack Sparrow traded away his compass for a bottle of rum and then the rum gets destroyed as soon as he tried? Wouldn't that be funny? No, it wouldn't be because that's not who Jack Sparrow is. Yeah. Um, and so, again, that, like I said, that kicks off the... Anyway, all right, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, so back it up. Back it up. What, one thing that they uh, cannot stop doing in oh, these films is surrounding Jack with two young people who are going to fall in love, and it's not even a question of if; it's just when they're going to yeah, fall in love. Right. And I'm over it. You know, I mean, right. I was over it after the first one when we we had to revisit Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan. I was, you know, it was fine. Just leave it the way it ended. But yeah. no, then they had to ruin that. Um, and then they did the weird preacher mermaid thing with on Stranger Tides. Which I didn't mind as much. But I, yeah. I didn't care for it because for me, it felt like it was a regurgitation of the Will Turner Elizabeth Swan thing. But it did not feel nearly but, as forced and as in this case, one. Yeah, and in case you weren't over it then. Yeah. So now we've got uh, Will Turner Elizabeth Swan's son, who is about the age I guess Will was supposed to be in the first one. I'm not sure. Sure. But anyway, he's obsessed with freeing his dad from the curse uh, of being on the of the Flying Dutchman. Right. And so he's going to track down the Trident of Poseidon, which can apparently remove curses or some shit like that. Anyway, so... No, no, that's, that's exactly what it does. That's what he's doing. And then there's a woman that he meets who everyone's calling a witch because she's into science and stuff. And apparently she's trying to track down this uh, trident as well because of a book that she has. It's only linked to her father. And so they get roped together with Jack, of course, because that's plot. Uh, and so... Because they have to. Yeah. So anyway... Um, so that's the the romantic anyway, but there's uh, Javier Bardem is in this film as the main villain, right? And so when Jack gives up his compass, we learn more about the compass in the sense that the compass is supposed to point to your greatest desire, but if you betray it, it'll bring about your greatest fear, which apparently is Javier Bardem with black shit in his mouth. I mean, no, he's a ghost. I wouldn't want that either. No, I wouldn't want that either. In fact, yeah, no, I agree. by the end of the movie, I was really fucking tired of him going, yeah, Sparrow. Yeah. Or whatever he, the fuck his he accent does was. some weird, you know, he's supposed to be Spanish. You know, yeah, he's, because he is. He's oh, yeah, about them. Uh, but he does this weird, like, I don't know. I don't know what he does. I don't yeah. know what that is. But he says the name Jack Sparrow in his weird accent like a thousand times. Yeah, right. And he, he adds extra R's. He doesn't even just roll yeah. them. It's yeah, Jack Sparrow. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that doesn't need to happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so that, you know, yeah. it puts but the plot goes, where... Yeah, releases them and yeah. they're just killing pirates to track down Jack Sparrow to kill him. And that involves Barbosa, who's now the king of all pirates, basically. And it's his ship's getting destroyed. 
So he partners up and backstabs. There's a lot of there's a lot of things going on. Now that I'm trying to explain it, yeah, it sounds it, more it is, complicated it than it appeared on end. on screen. It is a little words then, yeah. Um, uh, it's a bit it's a bit more straightforward though. When, yeah. when you watch the film, it doesn't sound nearly yeah. as confusing as our recounting of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then there's a Paul McCartney in there somewhere, but yeah, there's a cameo as Jack's uncle or some shit. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. It was weird. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anywho, uh, they find the thing with the stuff, and they, they just, so basically they figure out that if you destroy the trident, it ends all the curses of the ocean. That's what they say, all the curses. Right. That's key, alright, so keep That's that in mind. Very important. Very I'm important. come back to that, so log that in your memory. Yeah. So, they end up destroying it, and of course it does, it breaks all the curses, and uh, Javier Bardem dies, because, you know, he's bad, and that's what happens. Um, we find out that the girl is the daughter of Captain Barbosa, which was really kind of so gonna, shoehorned I'm in there. I'm pause you, yeah. Uh, this is one of those things that felt very worlds in to me, where it's this subplot where they're trying to make, they're trying to make, uh... They're trying to give it a reason as to why she's here. They tried the Guardians of the Galaxy, that shit. Yeah, and, and it, it, it doesn't work. have... Nobody's Mary Poppins in this one. No. It, it's not... Uh, doesn't have the same effect. Because also, like, Bobosa is as much as I love Jeffrey Rush, and I do, I very much do, and I think he's great as this character. And yeah. every time he reprises the role, he gives it his all, and he's always very fun to watch. But you have to remember, he is not a good guy. So you're not going to convince me that all of a sudden, because you want the plot to work that way, now that he's got a daughter, all of a sudden he's got feelings. And no, yeah. he's a bastard. He's a bastard pirate. He's not anybody, even yeah. when he teams up with Jack, you still don't root for him. Yeah, and, you know, and the thing is, he knew he had a fucking kid. Yeah, right, it, wasn't that, the, that was the whole... Like, he gave her up so that she... I don't fucking know. Anyway, I, don't, I don't know. It was stupid. It was yeah. so stupid. It was such a stupid subplot. And he um, ends up sacrificing himself to save her and to kill Bardem's character. And But it was. It was one of those, like, this, that was weird. Yeah, it's all very... And I guess he's not coming back for Pirate 6. <laughs> oh, no, he will. You, you yeah. know damn well he will. Well, yeah, I mean, there's always a way, because they fucking killed him in the first movie, yeah, and no. they brought him back, yeah. so yeah. there's always a way back. There's always a way back. But yeah, it was one of those things where, again, there's so much in this film that just feels like somebody was like, no, but they have to be related to somebody else so that we can keep making money off these two characters forever. And it's like, no, but they're not interesting. So I don't care that she's a Barbosa. She's not interesting. She's not an interesting character. Yeah. And neither is Will Turner's son. They're just not... Look, and they're fine actors. and They're fine. They're fine actors. They do the best that they've got. But they are just not that interesting of characters in a movie that's just not as good. It's just not yeah. that fun. I, I mean, it should be... I feel like there's always a sign that a movie's not going to be good when you get the movie title like five minutes in. Oh, yeah. It was uh, Javier Bardem yeah, says yeah. it. it oh, like, he said it. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as he said it, I was like, fuck me. Yeah, um, no. Okay. So. It's, it's a rule of thumb that anytime someone says the actual movie title of the film in the film, it's not going to be good. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, just, just stop. So, I mean, that being said, I didn't hate it. You know what I mean? I felt like you, you, you asked me right after I saw it what I thought. Right. And I was like, it was good and bad. Because... Yeah. 
to me that's what it was uh, there were uh, very enjoyable parts of it for me but then there was uh, just a lot of shit and a lot of it had to do with again the plot and the writing and taking Jack in directions that she just shouldn't be fucking taking yeah um yeah so they the one nice thing is that they do give kind of more closure on the Will Turner Elizabeth Swan storyline which is good yeah I like that they they get their happy ending of sorts um or do they? Dun dun dun! So, do, do you want to address the? Just... So, look, and I—I'll be honest. I didn't even know it existed. I, I had to read it online, yeah. and then when I did, I was like, "Fuck off!" Um, and so, all right. So everything wraps up neatly, right? You've got this girl who's a Barbosa. You've got this boy who's a Turner. His parents are finally together after all these years. All the curses of the ocean are lifted. They've solved all the issues, and now young love can blossom happily ever after. Jack Sparrow fucks off into the distance in the sea. With his compass that he's gotten back now. With his compass that he's got, and a monkey. That's that's the nice bow on everything. He's got the black pearl again. Yeah, everything's good. All is right. All is right with the pirate universe. And you think, thank fucking Christ, we're never going to see another one of these. But oh no, because they're banking on this film to make bank. And sure enough, at the end of the film, if you stay to the credits, you see the two young lovers lying in bed, right? By, by young lovers, you mean actually Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan. Yeah, right, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so you see Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan lying in bed, and you see a figure in, in the, in the a doorway. A silhouette, if you will. A silhouette, if you will, that looks like familiar. Yeah. It looks like somebody you might have seen before, yeah, you know, something. from a, Something From, slithery and yeah, CGI. Yeah, a little, uh, little tentacle, little tentacle Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so you sing that, and then you think, oh, what? What could that be? And then Will wakes up, and then he's like, oh, there's nothing. And he rolls over, and then they pan down, and you see a wet spot of with, barnacle. Yeah, with, with some bits. Yeah, right. And, uh, so apparently, somehow, fucking Davy Jones is still alive. Yeah. Um, but it, it removed all the fucking curses. It makes no fucking sense. It's so dumb. He was cursed. No. That was not, part of it. Not only was he cursed, but he was like banished to the deepest levels of hell. Like, there is no fucking way he is still alive. I don't care if you bring everyone back from the dead. You can bring everyone back from the dead except fucking Davy but Jones. That's the thing when Davy Jones was killed. Right, Will took over the curse right. as the captain of the ship. And yeah. now that, that curse has been lifted. So, Squid Face, no. Right. No, he's not. And even if he came back <laughs> yes. to life, he wouldn't be fucking wouldn't cursed be, anymore. He wouldn't be Squid Face. He'd just be Bill Niley. Yeah. It makes no yeah. fucking it, sense It was whatsoever. stupid. It's stuff like that that just irritates me about his franchise. Um, and honestly, honestly... That's why I like Stranger Tides a bit more. Because while it did have, you know, a little bit of cliffhanger and, you know, whatever, it wasn't so tied into this overall mythos. It was just a singular story, a part that happened to have characters that you recognize. And that, to me, makes for a better film. Whereas this one, well, yes, I will give them credit for trying to tie in all the things and wrap a nice bow. But then you got to go and fucking ruin it in the last minute after the credits. Like... Fuck off, mate. I yeah. don't want to see another one. I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah. And also, 
if if that if that next one is going to be based around Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm good. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm alright. That's the thing. Like, we everyone wants Jack Sparrow. That's what they want, and they want to see the Jack Sparrow from the first film right. doing piratey stuff. Yeah. I'm fucking over undead things and curses. I want to right. see fucking pirates. You know what I mean? I felt one of the most interesting bits of the film was the flashback sequence to young Jack. Yeah, right. You know? But I will say what bugs the fuck out of me right there. So there's a part where Javier Bardem's character is relaying the story to Barbosa. Because he's a villain and he's and, got a monologue. And, of course, you've got to do the young CGI Jack Sparrow, which actually looked pretty good. By no, the way. he actually didn't look bad. Um, but in that story, he says <coughs> that he's destroyed all the pirate ships and he's murdered all the pirates because that's what he does. And uh, there's one ship left in, in Jack Sparrow, or Jack, sorry, because he's not at Sparrow. Oh, yeah, right. So this young pirate's up in the crow's nest taunting him, and he says he looked like a sparrow, and that but name would come like to haunt sparrow. him. Yeah, exactly, he did. <laughs> but he said that name would come to haunt me. And then he tricked them into taking their ship into this thing that destroyed and cursed them and held them there. So how the fuck did he become Captain Jack Sparrow? Because you, you weren't on your ship and going, Hi mate, you look like a fucking sparrow. <laughs> I look like a what? You should, you should take that with you in case you live through this, but we're going to try to murder you right now. <laughs> that never fucking happened. No, so, it, it did not. It's and, stupid. And like, it, why would any crew member on his own fucking ship be like, Hey, he looks like a sparrow up there. <laughs> no. It's fucking like I understand you were trying to explain the name, but just let it the fuck alone. Nobody needs to know him, that. His name can just be Jack Sparrow. Yeah. That's a fucking pirate name. Nobody needs to understand why you've got a moniker yeah. if you're a fucking pirate. A lot of pirates probably gave themselves their own names, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just it's fine. Maybe it doesn't Black, matter. Blackbeard wasn't his mum wasn't like, Oh, that's Blackbeard that is. <laughs> he didn't even have a black beard in the film. Yeah. 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 No, it's stuff like that that's just, it's stupid, is what it is. Yeah. And you're right, I, I miss the Jack Sparrow of old, because in this film, all the things that make him fun, and all the things that you really love about him, all of that is gone. And he is just kind of a moronic, incompetent, kind of drunk bit where yeah. things are just happening to him. He's not really moving things along. Whereas if you go back and watch the first one, and I did, I watched this film and I immediately was like, I need to remember why I like these movies. So I watched the first one immediately after. And he is all of those things. He's competent. He's clever. He's witty. He's, you know, a pirate. He does all the things that you would expect from him. Yeah. And yes, he's still a drunk and he still kind of, you know, does the whole thing, but he doesn't lose any of the other stuff. And then as these films keep going on, you do kind of just get the feeling that as much as he loves his character, he does phone it in quite a bit. Yeah. And it's it's not it's just not well, as enjoyable. Yeah, so look, I mean, let's talk casting real quick. Uh, right. So, you know, obviously we said Javier Bardem plays Captain Salazar, uh, and he fucking just chews scenery. Uh, I, there, there was nothing about his performance that I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, most of him is CG. Yeah, right. And his crew, because they're all ghosts, I guess. Yeah. That apparently can possess people oh yeah which they, only comes up once that was helpful for the plot yeah. like, what, what, if you can possess people why the fuck are you stuck at sea well, well remember it's irreversible oh, but seriously cares. find a crew hey 
Hey, that's a good looking lot there. Yeah. Let's just take them over. Yeah. Why the fuck are you just killing everybody you meet? Yeah. Oh, fucking waste of we time. We only leave one alive to tell the tale. You're so stupid. Anyway. You know what? Uh, thinking about that, I never realised how fucking stupid that was. Yeah. That actually makes me angry. I hate this film even more now. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's just, I didn't, I didn't care for his performance. It, it was, I mean, it was alright. It wasn't it's, bad, but it just didn't, not, didn't do nothing. He's just him. not a villain where you're gonna be like, oh, I hope he shows up again. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey Rush, of course, phenomenal as always. Yeah, as no, he's great. And honestly, I, the biggest fault of this film for me was he wasn't given enough to do. Yeah. And what he was given to do, I didn't care for. I, but he's, he's, I think the reason they keep bringing him back is because of how much fucking good he is. Or how well, good he is at and, that role. And honestly, him and Depp opposite each other. Right. They're always they, great. They are so, complimentary to each yes, other in those always. roles that you want to say like just give me a fucking Barbosa Sparrow movie yeah right. I would I'll be fucking fuck happy out with of that. that yeah of those two just constantly trying to one up each no, other yeah absolutely which is it. the first film yeah exactly <laughs> that is the first film so uh, alright then we've also got uh, Brenton Thwaites uh, as Henry Turner this, and honestly look he he has the like the, the appearance and um, interestingness of Will Turner from the first film. Like, he's yeah. this very bland, uninteresting character, and he's almost the same, exact same character. Like, he's got a he's got a mission, but then he falls for a lady, and that's what it matters. Yeah. And then the woman is very strong-willed and opinionated, and that's no. attractive. Um, you know, and she was basically a carbon copy of Elizabeth Swan, except... Right. Except not royalty, you know, which yeah. was, I guess, pirate royalty. I don't fucking know. I, I don't care. But anyway. <laughs> I didn't care characters. for either of them, though. Yeah, I mean, they, look, they didn't do bad, you know. Right. I, I, I will say, I don't think any performer did bad. No. I, I just feel uh, yeah. like they weren't given the, and the they, right material. They weren't given the right material, and what they were given, you know, it, there's not much you can do when you, you're shoehorned in, you're shoehorned in as someone's daughter in the last ten minutes of a film yeah. well it's just very i don't know also, and did you know they had two directors on this film? yes i did that's it's look it doesn't uh, look not everyone's the russo brothers all right yeah no so, sorry it doesn't always work yeah no it's, it doesn't always pan out in your favor um yeah you know everybody did fine i will say that you know after watching the first film immediately after this i you know as much as i dislike Orlando bloom as an actor him and johnny depp have way more chemistry than most of these other people yeah. they've tried to pair Look, him with. I don't have any problems with Orlando Bloom, but I just felt that the character of Will Turner in the first film is pretty bland. No, he is. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I mean, I get it, because he's supposed to be the straight man right. to Jack Sparrow's silliness, you know, right. so it's it's a necessary evil. Um, but I think we're fucking over it now. Yeah. You know, and of course, you, you, <coughs> your usual suspects of the crew are yeah. back with a few additions that weren't there before. Um, I feel, and then, um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, whatever, casting is fine. That is... Uh, action. There's a lot, there's, you know, no, a lot of CGI here, Here's the thing. Stuff. Do you, like, what I really missed was a good sword fight with Jack and someone else. Yes. Was not there at all. No. And what fighting we did see was basically him fighting like a juiced up, roid raging, uh, Captain Salazar with the spear, right, with the trident. Yeah, uh, it's just no, getting tossed it, about. The, there was no real action. Yeah, and that kind of stuff I missed 
detriment. Again, going back and watching the first film, yeah. there is a lot of good sword fighting in yeah. there. And whereas this is more effects heavy. And yeah, it's practical. all super effects heavy. And you know, there's one point where he basically fights the ghost ship. The actual ship, like the the mermaid thing on the front of the ship comes to life. Which uh, also was super fucking dark and hard to see anything. Yeah, it, it's all just, they take away everything. You know, the big sword fights are what make it so great. Even in World's End, which, you know, as we, as outrageous as that was, at least they were still sword fighting. You mm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get it. They're on the swirl of a thing on top of a ship and it's all... But I, I don't know. I, no, I just thought of something else that bugged me. There's so much. So, look, when, they, when they're looking for the, the trident, right, they come to this island and it figures out that the island mirrors the sky... So it looks like there's stars on the ground. Right. And there's a piece missing that's on her diary that she plugs in and whoosh, it opens up the ocean like fucking part in the Red Sea, right? Yeah. You know, like Moses. And in that crevice, there's this big, basically a, a valley now in the ocean is where the trident is. Okay. So they go, they get the trident, they, tr they break the trident and that's where... Uh, Captain Salazar and all his crew are down there pursuing Jack and all that and suddenly boom they're back to life they're no longer ghosts because the curse has been lifted and then suddenly the fucking ocean and you look you know as soon as you see it part that that's going to be a plot point but here's where that's fucking dumb they break it The all the curses end there was no fucking curse holding the ocean open it was the fucking island with the stones as far as I know Nobody fucking removed any stones, so the ocean should stay fucking open. It's a shitty plot point to create tension and have the fucking black pearl sailing along the edge with a fucking Captain Barbosa riding on an anchor. It's yeah, it's, it's shit. Just, it's garbage. Honest, honestly, the fact that she's got the only ruby that opens the sea to the fucking trident of Poseidon is dumb in and of itself. Because if Barbosa has the fucking ruby that is attached... Why does it... Uh, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Well, I think we're supposed to believe that he didn't know what he had. Uh, like he got yeah, the diary I'm... from somewhere. Yeah, Whatever. Because sure, remember whatever. he even says, he's like, I thought she'd get some scrap for it. Oh, yeah, that's right. No so he didn't, he didn't fucking know what he had. So fucking But sick, anyway, um, yeah, I feel like... Yeah, too much CGI and not enough practical effects right. would have made for a more interesting film as well. Because honestly, there's a lot of times... With you and I, we just want to be entertained. We yeah. don't necessarily need super deep storylines and stuff like that. I mean, it's nice in certain cases, but, you know, if if there's something that's shit, if there's some good action, that usually makes us feel better about watching it. Yeah, right. Look, I'm the first to admit that I will watch, you know, Toretto and co. You know, I'll watch them take over nursing homes. I don't care. I'll watch them forever. I'm fine with that, you know. But that's because... None of those characters lose anything about who they actually are. Yes, they might try to put too many characters in there and some of them might get brushed off to the side. But Tyrese is always Tyrese. There's never a point in any of seven films where he's not Tyrese. He is always that person. Dominic Toretto is always Dominic Toretto over all seven films. There's yeah. never a point where he changes. So for this one... You know, you've only got five of these pirates, and already Jack is just not who he was. He's he's a different character now, and it's just I don't know. I, I'm I'm yeah. just over it. I don't want another one, and I know they're probably gonna do it. 
and yeah, probably. Well, uh, I mean, shall we? Shall we rate it? Yeah. All right. Let me go first, please. All right. Well, again, I I know I ranted a lot here, but again, there were bits of it that I enjoyed. I still enjoy seeing, you know, Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. That much has never changed. However, I will say that I'm going to go ahead and give this one middle row. 2.5 times that Jack Sparrow turns into the mad fucking hatter from Alice in Wonderland <laughs> out of five. Which is true. Yeah. It, hap- right. it happens more than once in this where you're like, yeah. wait, who did you just, who's talking? <laughs> All those characters just blend into one. Uh, I'm going to rate it a bit lower. Um, I honestly did not enjoy this film. Uh, the more I've talked it out and the more I've thought about it, about the things that bother me, um, you know, this I just didn't enjoy it. So I'm gonna give it like a two out of five useless British army ships because <laughs> they always just try to rush one in there. And this one, it fucking Faramir is not, and it's just why, why was he even in this film? Because he yeah, literally Wenham, does nothing. David Wenham has almost no purpose. None this, uh, whatsoever. Like, like you think he might for a minute, and then no, nope, just gone. Dead. And they've done it in all five films. At least in the first one, he had some, you know, Norvin, Corrington or whatever it was. Had Norrington. Norrington. Yeah. He had some purpose. But from every film on, it's just, why are they here? Why? So, yeah, that's what I'm giving it. Two out of five. All right. Useless British ships. All right, this has been another episode of Cineblokes. I am Benjamin Baker. I'm Caelan Burroughs. And we will see you after the next film. Mm-hmm.